My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today we are talking about divine light codes with Cherie Ariano. Uh, she is a healer, alchemist, and starseed, and the founder of Divine Light Codes. And we're going to talk about all kinds of stuff from what it means to be in connection with our divine light um, and how Sherry, Sherry helps people do that. Um, I'll talk a little bit about how that, that also agrees with what I teach. And also, um, we're going to talk about her story as someone who has risen to the space of being an energy healer that serves others and helps others. I'm sure she had a calling that she's been following for a very long time. And as you know, that's a big theme that we talk about in the show, how to kind of, I say rise, not to say it's better or worse to, to stay out of the calling, but that it does feel like a, a, an ascension of sorts or going up a staircase. And, and we want to talk about how that showed up for her. And also uh, a little bit about spiritual narcissism and how to avoid it, which I, I like that topic a lot. So welcome, Cherie. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much, Molly, for having me on your show. Oh, you're really, so welcome. <laughs> it's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, you're so welcome. So let's start by learning a little bit about you. Um, you're a healer, alchemist, starseed, and the founder of Divine Light Code. So how do you show up and serve people with the work that you do? Yeah, um, so I call myself a multidimensional healer. And the bulk of my work is through energy healing sessions. I like to help people remove limiting beliefs or energetic blocks or past life trauma. Um, I love doing inner child work because I feel like that's at really at the core of a lot of our triggers as adults. Um, and then I also do something called starseed readings, which are a lot of fun. And a lot of people will come to me who suspect they may be a starseed and we'll parse out where their original divine soul spark is from so they could be their soul could have like sparked on the pleiades star system or sirius or andromeda etc and then we also can explore like other lifetimes because i believe that if you are in fact a star seed your soul may be billions of years old. So you've kind of been around the block a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. The cosmic <laughs> block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And and for those who feel like they have memories of past lives or even, you know, who knows, it could be parallel lives in other places and other timelines. That's that's very interesting work to do. And I think it really connects us with our eternal nature to be thinking in those terms. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. So yeah. what what kind of uh, modalities do you use when when people maybe show up for a session or if you're at an event and you're helping people like what does that look like and, and feel like it's it looks like nothing you've ever seen before. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I use yeah, it's pretty unique. I use a modality called quantum psionics, which 
or the crystalline healing light, which was born from quantum psionics. And it was developed by a woman in Brazil, and it incorporates a lot of different healing modalities. Um, I use dowsing a lot, and throughout the healing, we'll work with a lot of um, etheric energies of crystals or oils or sacred geometry or Arcturian healing codes or dragon essences, like whatever needs to come through um, for that particular person will come through based on the intention of the healing or the focus that we set at the beginning of the session. So it's, it's, um, it's all like five, fifth dimensional and higher energetic healing work. Um, it's a quantum means non-local and psionics means like the power of the mind, right? So it's kind of like we set our intention through the mind and then we access our higher selves and your higher self basically talks to my higher self and says, okay, this is what Molly needs today. And then those healing tools will come up through a process of dowsing and finding the right tools to work with your soul's needs, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like a very intuitive process. And it is, you know, nothing's one size fits all. So one thing that works mm -hmm. really well for one person may fall a little bit short on another. And it, it is kind of tuning into that higher need that that creates that healing from the inside out for sure. So mm -hmm. what got you into this work? Can you share your maybe your professional journey first, and then we'll always dig into the nitty gritty of like your, your, your origin story, or kind of where you're coming from before, but as a professional, you know, you mentioned having another kind of business, I know you do jewelry, you do oils as well. And then now you've started to branch out into the healing work. So can you share that journey with us? Sure. Actually, it kind of started the other way around. Oh, okay. <laughs> I stand but, corrected. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> My first lifetime, as I like to say, um, was in graphic design and photography. So back in the early 90s, that's what I studied and went to school for. And I, in 2001, I had this big uh, journey to India, Sri Lanka, Nepal, and Egypt. And after that trip, I got activated and I started a green eco-conscious design agency or creative agency called Conscious Creative. And my focus was working with green businesses and eco-conscious uh, nonprofits or organizations. And I did that for many, many years, 20 years. And then in 2012, I kind of had a second awakening and I felt really called to help people work um, on an individual level. And so that's when I started studying meditation, uh, the emotion code, EFT tapping, Reiki, like I just tried every healing modality that was out there. And, um, and I just felt really called to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And so I started doing energy healing in about 2017 and through that process of being more in touch with my own soul and my own needs i started getting downloads about making these essential oil essences because i had already been using essential oils for myself and my family and then i got a download like well why don't you mix them with crystals and set an intention for each blend to heal a particular emotion so that's how that started and then i i um i call them like healing tools that you can kind of take and do on your own because they work with i am affirmations 
And so we use them as tools to kind of continue the journey, like after the healing session is over, well, now you've got this physical tool that you can hold and continue your healing journey on your own. And then the bracelets came in after that, just kind of like as their diffuser bracelets to support the oils. Nice. And, uh, you know, I thought I would just make one design, but then creativity kicked in and now I have like <laughs> a million designs. So I love uh, that. It, I, it is this creative process. It, it goes into the healing work as much as it is uh, into the handiwork and into the craftsmanship. So I love that um, meeting fellow artists that are doing this work as well, because it really is. We were just talking earlier today with someone else about how that channeling process is the same no matter what. So I think that's mm -hmm. beautiful to hear for those out there, maybe artists that aren't ready to, to do healing work directly, or they don't, they're not sure yet, or they're not ready to step into that. Like you're still doing that, that beautiful work. And it's just, we're mm -hmm. all wired for something a little bit different or a combination of things. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a good point that you make because when I was on my second awakening journey, the, the question that really stood out in my mind all the time was, what is my soul's path? Like, what am I here to do? What am I supposed to be doing? And it drove me crazy for about five years. And then I was stuck in this human dilemma of putting myself in a box and labeling myself. And like, I was like, do I have two cards? Am I a designer? Am I a healer? Am I an mm -hmm. alchemist? Am I a jeweler? Like, what am I, you know? <laughs> and it used to drive me crazy. And then um, I spoke to this person who gave me this like divine wisdom. And, and she made it really clear for me that like, all I have to do is spread the light. I'm here to spread the light no matter what modality I'm doing it in. And that's kind of how divine light quantum healing was born was because I was told that I was a keeper of the light codes. So it, it gave me so much ease and grace and peace to just know that like, it doesn't matter. I don't need this human label. I just need to spread the light in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. It's <laughs> understanding the energy that we have come to stand for and and share and and doing that no matter what we're no matter what we're doing. And I think that's a really great way for people to live on purpose, no matter what I, I work with a lot of people, maybe maybe you've met them too, that they're feeling like, what's my purpose? What's you know, mm -hmm. I want a spiritual purpose, I want a mission, I want something to do. And it's like, all right, let's just figure out what your what that frequency is that you've come to bring and then pump that up in every area of your life and then you start to use that in modalities and, and as a professional or you or not you know there's a lot of people that you're out there kind of doing it as frequency holders out in the world in your relationships and that's just as important so, right exactly and even more important i, I find you yeah, know it's those sure. ev everyday uh, relationships and conversations that we have yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah. so as far as your childhood goes, would you care to share a little bit about what kind of challenges you overcame to then continue seeing your purpose and living into it as you as you grew up? Yeah, um, I can definitely share on that. So, I grew up in a pretty chaotic, violent household. Um, I had a narcissistic father who was also an alcoholic and my mother then eventually also became an alcoholic after, you know, being, being with him. And, um, I was fortunate enough to be kind of 
hidden and ushered away from a lot of the chaos that went on because my siblings were all nine and 10 years older than me. I had three older siblings. So I was the baby and I was always kind of protected and, you know, taken out of the house or shoved in a closet. I don't know, (laughs) you know, just, you know what I mean? Like visually just like removed from the situation. So I don't have a lot of conscious memories of things happening. However, I know that my soul remembers on some level, right? Um, Because I definitely as an adult would notice like triggers that would come up or arise in me when I didn't feel safe. Um, So as an adult, like in my 50s, I started doing inner child work because I realized that like, that's where a lot of the bulk of our trauma sits is with that inner child. And until we can parse that out and start to work with that, that little girl or little boy, you know, we're kind of like just scratching the surface of our healing, you know? So, um, so I guess you could say my childhood was kind of like a catalyst for me ending up where I am now. And I think that a lot of star seeds are born and choose to incarnate into chaotic homes because we need that chaos to kind of catapult us into our mission so if our mission is to serve and help humanity raise their frequency as we go through this ascension process and evolve as humans and become more enlightened and more into unity consciousness then sometimes like we need to be pushed into that catapult you know catapulted into that situation otherwise we're just living these like cushy lives uh, you know (laughs) like everything is great (laughs) yeah exactly i i i refer to it as getting really not comfortable but getting to know the the darkness so you understand the difference you know right. understand the difference between being in those chaotic spaces or those um conf- spaces full of egoic conflict and then what it's like to be at your baseline you know your true spiritual nature and then to be with others when when they are too um mm-hmm. if you if we don't see that difference or that contrast it, it can be kind of hard to understand well, what's what's the big deal? Why do we come here anyway? Everything's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. the cushy life, exactly. But I yeah. think there is a beauty. And once we realize that and do the work that you're talking about, the inner child work, I call it cleaning out the closet too, from our childhood, um, mm-hmm. going in, whether it's therapy or healing work, coaching, a combination of all the things, um, and especially the work we do day to day, then we can also bring in you know, a, a comfortable, abundant life as well. And mm-hmm. and that's something that some of us have trouble getting over, like <laughs> how to feel like we're worthy of, of having fun here while we're doing this work. So um, I hope that you find ways to do that as well. Like w- in what ways do you feel fulfilled um, on a human level with the, not only the work you're doing, but what you get in your life as a result? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have kids, I have small kids, <laughs> young kids, I should say. Uh, a seven-year-old and a 13-year-old, you know, and something about my seven-year-old is like, she can be, you know, very challenging at times. Um, And so she's kind of been my meter, you know, like I can measure 
like how much I get triggered by stuff that she does now versus then, you know, versus before. Mm -hmm. And so she's actually helped me on my spiritual evolution. I say that she's my guru in a way (laughs) because (laughs) she knows how to push my buttons, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so it's been, it's been really rewarding and fulfilling, like growing with her and, and watching her grow and being there for her. And also like, just the whole dynamic, you know, the relationship of the family. It's been a beautiful, really rewarding thing. And she's so different from my son, like they're polar opposites, you know, like she's very outgoing and like tries everything completely fearless. And my son is very cautious and very wise and a little bit more reserved. So, you know, that's been really fulfilling in addition to helping people on their spiritual journey in my work and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I loved what you said earlier about like being at your baseline, because, you know, I go to a lot of spiritual conferences, like I was just at uh, the Ascension retreat in Sedona this weekend. And, you know, you're just around a bunch of spiritual people, and everyone's having a great time, and we're all having fun, and we're all hopefully (laughs) in our highest and best selves. You know, and I can really feel my baseline in that state where I can just be myself and be at ease and and share my love and light with everyone who I speak with, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's really fulfilling to me. And I I did a lot of starseed readings and I helped a lot of people. And it was just like it was so joyful to, like, receive that gratitude and to give it back to them as well. Yeah. So I don't know if I just went off on a tangent, but I no, hope that answers No, your not at all. You actually brought me to my next question. Um, and, and yeah, that, that's very true. It's, it's good to nurture ourselves with that, that space where we feel safe to be our true and, and honest selves as, as light beings. But you mentioned that one of your, a part of your mission is to make sure that you educate about spiritual narcissism and help people avoid Mm -hmm. spiritual narcissists. So can you elaborate on that? Because I think that's an important topic and we actually haven't talked about it a lot on the show, but something I'm really um, passionate about as well. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, are you helping them avoid teachers or uh, people in their lives or helping them to avoid becoming one that, you know, kind of what does that look like in terms of the way that you educate? Yeah. So I had the fortunate or unfortunate experience of having two spiritual mentors, separate, you know, people who were both narcissists. Mm. And I had never had any experience with narcissists that I was aware of, you know, um, when I was younger, people would just throw that word around for somebody who was vain, right? Mm -hmm. Without really knowing the true definition of a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And then, um, my first spiritual, not my first teacher, but actually I had three spiritual teachers who were narcissists. It's going around. Yeah. It's going around, (laughs) but they were varying degrees. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They had varying degrees of narcissism, but the one that woke me up was the second one. And at the time my sister was dealing with a narcissist in her life. And I said, Hey, can you tell me about this narcissism thing? Cause I don't really know what it is. And she started like, laying out these classic symptoms of narcissists. And I was like, ding, 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 mm-hmm. you know, checkbox, checkbox, check. And I realized that I had been in this like abusive um, relationship with the narcissist, because as an empath, there's a very common narcissist empath relationship that happens very often in the spiritual community and just in everyday relationships. 
And once I, you know, learned my lesson and I broke out of that, I was like, wow, that was, you know, really intense. And my guides were like, you'll never have to learn that again. Um, but then I did with the third one, but that was like a covert narcissist, which was very subtle and very hard to identify. And I spent months like watching carefully to see mm -hmm. if he was in fact or not. Um, and I feel like it didn't really, it wasn't really revealed to me until the very end, like a year mm -hmm. later, but it, I was cautious all along. So I did feel more protected in that scenario, but it, it, it empowered uh, me and inspired me to create videos about this topic because I think it happens more often than we're aware of, mm -hmm. you know, and many people don't even know they're engaged with uh, a narcissist. So this weekend, I was actually fortunate enough to help a woman who was upset at the conference because she realized she needs to leave her husband. And she shared with me, you know, I can't, I said, please come and talk to me at my booth. You know, she was a kind of like a friend of someone I had just met and I could see she was visibly upset and I really wanted to help her, but I had no idea why she was upset mm -hmm. until she disclosed that um, she had been married to a narcissist of 18 years who was terribly abusive and then left him and was now with a new narcissist, but he was less so he was more, you know, it was like harder to identify and he maybe just had traits of narcissism. But she came to the realization that she needs to leave him because she's not happy in the relationship. And so I was able to help her like put together some concrete steps of how to safely disengage in that relationship, you know, and to make it about her needing to take care of her needs rather than pointing the finger at him and being like, you're this, you're that, and I don't, mm. and I need right. to leave you. You know what yeah. I mean? You get, you get stuck in that loop. And, <clears throat> right. and so, so when it comes to the spiritual narcissists in the, uh, the field, uh, like a teacher or something like that, can you share some traits that you noticed about the teachers that made you go, oh, aha, this is what's mm -hmm. going on? Yes. So in the beginning, they're very charming. They love bomb you. It's called love bombing. Mm -hmm. And they actually like go out of their way to give you one-on-one -on -one attention, individualized attention. They almost give you like so much free time that you feel really special. You're like, wow, this person really is taking an interest in me and they must really love me, you know, and you feel special. So that's the first thing is they usually love bomb you. They make you feel special, unique, that sort of thing. And they give you kind of like unlimited time. Um, and you'll, and you may notice that they have a kind of a big ego, like they love to be on camera or hear themselves talk or, um, you know, be the center of attention or whatever it is. And you might just brush it off as like, oh, they're just an, e you know, they have a big ego or they're used to being the center of attention. It's no big deal. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, it usually goes pretty well for like the beginning, I'd say even six months, three to six months, it could go really well. And they give you a lot of love and attention and they help you. And then at some point it starts to shift and they make it about them and then you find yourself helping them 
And like, oh. as an empath, oh. <laughs> you're now their therapist and you're now coaching them. And you're, it's like, there's this shift. And because you're, mm. you have so much gratitude for them for helping you that you want to help them and you love them back and you want to reciprocate because they've helped you so much already and given you so much attention and time. So then it, so then it kind of gets morphed and shifted into this weird, you know, situation and then um as if if they're a spiritual mentor hopefully they're teaching you skills on how to evolve and once you start to kind of shine your light and come up and stand into your power and be and you know embody your light then then you get a smackdown yeah Mm -hmm. they don't want you to Mm -hmm. rise up above them so either they will say things to negate what you're saying or feeling or they will um do things to kind of like keep you down and not share your work in the world or they might say little tiny things that make you doubt yourself Mm -hmm. um i had an instance where i shared a creative idea and I said, hey, let's do this thing together. This would be so cool. And I like wrote up an outline with all the content and the ideas. And this person took the whole idea and ran with it on his wow. own without oh, even goodness. telling me. Oh, oh <laughs> so they, my goodness. Yeah, so they steal <laughs> your ideas. They, no. cre- they want to take credit for everything. They don't like giving others credit when credit is due because mm. they have to be the center of attention and they have to be the one who's brilliant. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> Look out for those teachers. Look out. <laughs> warning, yeah. warning. I warning, think warning. So important. And, and some of that, um, you know, begins with, yeah, good intentions and all that. But some people step into the role of teacher and helper when they're not quite done themselves. And I think, exactly. that, you know, that yes. happens. And, and that's why it's so important to be in full integrity when we're serving and stepping into that teacher mode. So for those out there that are in a big hurry to, um, you know, serve that spiritual purpose, it's like when spirit says not yet, listen, because there's good reason for that. And you'll know when when it's time to hold that space. It's a very sacred space to hold. So um, mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing that. I think that's gonna be really helpful for people. I, I hope I, so. I was actually a little surprised at the plot twist. I was like, oh, that's what happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so now before we run out of time, um, I'd love to talk to you about your, your challenges as a healer, because mm-hmm. um, any of us that are following our calling, we're, you know, we're never done. We're constantly evolving. And, and so with you, you mentioned sometimes you neglect your self-care needs and sometimes you're super religious about it. So it vacillates. Mm -hmm. And then there's that kind of underlying doubt sometimes that, you know, maybe what you do isn't needed by others, or there's already so many healers. Why me? And I certainly had that um, go through my mind when I first started following my calling. I'm like, why do you want me to step in and do this uncomfortable stuff? <laughs> you know, there's so many people writing books already and, and talking about this. So while it was my greatest dream, it was also like this very uncomfortable space to, to step into. Mm-hmm. So can you share how that shows up for you more recently? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So, um, I think, you know, as a healer, as an empath and as a mom, I'm always putting others first because, you know, I'm in service, right? Like we're in service to helping others. And so sometimes we forget to put our self-care routine on the calendar, literally. Yes, we do. (laughs) And (laughs) 
you know, for example, like <laughs> I'll do a show, like I did a show in Tucson where I was like on my feet for four days and I was like, okay, the minute I get home, I'm going to schedule a massage, you know, and I never did it. Like months went by and I never did it, you know, and I don't know what it is. It's like this, this block. It's like a very subtle block where we don't take care of ourselves because we put others first, you know, and we're constantly like going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. But then other times um, I will be really good about, you know, going for some other type of self-care beauty or ritual, you know? Um, so I'm not the worst of the worst, but I'm also not a hundred percent like always taking care of myself. So that's a place where I definitely can improve just, you know, as a human being. And, um, what was the second part of your question? The the doubting that people need you and amongst oh, right. all the healers that are out there, this kind of feeling like, yeah, isn't there enough? Like, do, right. Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing kind of thing? That self-doubt that comes up. Right. Yeah. That I think that happens to all of us. I mean, that's such a huge thing, right? Because right now, okay. So I have a show called the Ascension Sessions on YouTube where I interview people on spirituality and Ascension. And I started that in 2017. So it's been almost six years now. And I have to tell you, like back then, there weren't a lot of people talking about ascension or spirituality. And it was kind of like that was my goal was to help, you know, bring awareness to this time that we're entering in the Aquarian age, you know, and now everybody's talking about ascension and at least from my perspective everyone's talking about it's going around like star seed <laughs> yeah people know the word star seeds people yeah. know the word ascension people are talking about being woke or awakening <laughs> and, and and the aquarian age and they know that earth is moving into this new part of the galaxy the cosmos and we're getting new light codes and i just feel like there's so many of us that are coming online we're stepping onto our paths we're becoming healers readers energy workers artists you know whatever it is there's so many of us so it's really difficult like not to have that feeling of like oh my gosh there's so many healers why does the world need one more mm -hmm. but here's my answer to that we each have a unique signature or blueprint or frequency code that has something unique to offer others and there you know there's people out there who are going to resonate with my frequency and my signature and my story mm -hmm. more than they might resonate with another healer's frequency or story and vice versa mm -hmm. you know and there's so many people on the planet that that need help and there's so many people on the planet who haven't woken up yet like the world can't have too many healers mm -hmm. right because we're in one way we've we're so far ahead than where we were six years ago but in another way we're still so far behind like mm -hmm. there's still so much evolution that needs to happen i always always say to those who have that challenge or even in my own head if it pops up look at how much the population has grown since you were born uh if mm -hmm. you're born in you know in the 70s or 80s it's a lot and then how many people are born every day so you think about how many souls are have been coming here and, and are here now there needs to be a lot of us you know right. back in the day there could be a few seminal people that were spreading wisdom on a you know a really broad scale but now just like the frequency holders out in their relationships 
I, I think there should be, you know, a spiritual counselor in every corner, you know, <laughs> just like there's a, a psychological counselor. So I think right. it's, it's really important. So um, that, that just brought, uh, that came up when you were talking about that, which is a great point. Yes. Yeah. We need more healers. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and more empaths, you know, yeah. and more yeah. people on their path. And For I think sure. it's happening. It's definitely happening. You know, with it COVID, is. it really brought like a shift and, you know, people started seeing through the veil and seeing like, oh, I don't this, you know, nine to five corporate cubicle doesn't really resonate with me anymore. Why am I do? Why have I been doing that? You yeah. know, who's the so boss around here? Like, <laughs> who told us we had to do this? We're all agreeing to it all the time, even though we hate it. Yeah, that's a big, yeah. big point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no judgment on people who nope. are doing that and love that. But yes, like, at exactly. least it gave us like a mirror to look into and say, is this really for me? You know, yes. And to create, I think um, you're you're pointing to a really cool topic that we're creating a field that was a very fringe field before and is now becoming, um, I wouldn't say mainstream yet, but it's becoming something that's very viable and very helpful and people are mm -hmm. turning to spiritual healing and spiritual awareness work more than they have in generations past. So um, I yes. think it's a, a renaissance or a reawakening of that need to tend to our spiritual wellness that has been gone since, you know, especially since the industrial revolution and maybe even it went underground a little bit during the, the inquisition and all that, that stuff, the religious overtaking of, of, of those of us that have more intuitive connections to the divine. So right. that's a whole nother show, but, right. um, <laughs> but uh, for now, I'd love to um, share the cards that I drew for you. As always, I, I, I love to do a quick reading for my guests at the end, just to help you with anything you may still be dealing with at this point um, with feeling that worth in, in what you do. Is that okay if I share that now? Yes, absolutely. And thank you for doing that. <laughs> oh, you're so welcome. So I definitely see that you're in a healing, um, a healing cycle right now that's asking you to get very grounded and looking forward. So um, if, if there's anything still like old habits from the past or old identities from the past, and dare I say playing small, that doesn't feel quite right, but there is kind of like a, a false humility or, or playing small that you're still shedding. Um, the more you look ahead at what you've been asked to do on this planet, the, the more you're gonna feel grounded in that purpose and say, this is why I'm here and this is why I'm different. And it may be that you're stepping into a new level of mentorship. So I don't know if you've decided recently or you're being called towards I don't know, mentoring mentors or, or healing healers or maybe spiritual teachers, helping them to avoid that, those narcissistic uh, tendencies that can come up when they hit the spotlight. But that would be whatever, whatever spirit's asking you to do, that would be good to go forward with. And your conscious thoughts about that are really uh, changing the story around what that means. So redefining it in your own mind. And I think this, this is secondary, not necessarily to imposter syndrome, but like when when we step into the healing arts and then we struggle with asking for money for it so or we we it's time to get a promotion so to speak and do something new in our field mm -hmm. and we're like well a spirit told me to do it but nobody else said it was time so then we doubt it do you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. yes <laughs> okay <laughs> she knows so uh just under that 
just remember always you're in a, you know, meeting you today, I can feel this and it's in the cards as well. Your inner witness and that spiritual center that you have is your superpower. So the more that you center in that, realize you don't have to give that up in order to stand firm in, in, in what you're doing next, which is a little bit more visible perhaps, or a little bit more on the stage as a teacher. Um, but it is your gentleness and your presence that is going to be the, the, the thing that sets you apart if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So you're definitely coming out of a time of seeing through illusions. I'm not sure how, how far in the past these narcissistic teachers were, but it was a very big um, initiation for you and something that is propelling you into the future. Um, and so it's more about, again, looking at the ways you feel disempowered by those who whose energy seems stronger sometimes that stronger energy well most of the time um, because if it's not it well let me finish my sentence most of the time it's egoic energy mm -hmm. and when it's spiritual energy that's quote unquote stronger it's going to be something that makes you feel safer if that makes right. sense right yeah absolutely so so but definitely getting really great boundaries for that empathic nature so that you don't feel like you're going to have to succumb to that kind of stuff um mm -hmm. And your current attitude, it does feel like um, spirit has guided you towards something again and again, and maybe you're, you're hitting the same block. And it feels like something that brings up a negative attitude or like, I don't want to deal with that part. I don't know if it's technology or getting the guidance to build something new. What is it that you hit and you're like, no, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> but it's like, you kind of have to go through it in order to get to that next level. And it feels to me like, again, visibility, building business, something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I know that like the next kind of phase of my service will be around um, mentorship and public speaking and uh, workshops and that kind of thing. And it feels really huge to me. Yeah. Um, but I know that it's like when you were saying, keep looking forward, like I can see it. I can see the timeline. It's right there. Um, and I feel like I'm doing a, like a little bit of house cleaning because I just went through a rebranding. So I'm I'm putting my new brand everywhere. I'm still, you know, fixing up things technologically. Mm -hmm. um, and then once kind of like all of that is done, then I can kind of look forward again and like start getting those uh figuring out what i want to do and what i have to say and what i want to what i have to say to the world i guess that could be a block like i have so much to say but what do i have to say to the world <laughs> yes yeah that makes sense like how, you to, know? how to sum it up yeah for sure yeah yeah i do feel and i've got a bit of this too um in my work that's and i tend to do the technology stuff as much as the the healing stuff and the design and you're an artist as well graphic designer so um so sometimes we might get stuck in what's comfortable or what's easy and i yeah. feel like that's something that's going on right now so the more that again you can sit down and revision some things and put put some dates on it because mm -hmm. now's the time to set intentions and use the tools that you have to start kind of drilling all that stuff in down the line, but it's going to take that that discipline, if that right. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, my crown is totally tingling when you yes. said that. <laughs> Spirit's telling me to give you the what for. <laughs> so yeah, discipline, that's, discipline. <laughs> that's something I'm not great at is putting goals on the calendar. I, I kind of more just like go with the flow of like, oh, it'll happen when it's meant to happen in uh -huh. divine timing. But yeah. I really need to get better at 
setting some goals for myself. Otherwise, you know, it could just end up being five years from now. Exactly. And it's, it's that, that thing where many of us as spiritual, spiritually aware beings, that's the way, you know, we're all spiritual beings, but some of us are aware of it. Some of us aren't, and that's okay. But those who are aware, and especially those stepping into the field of doing service work, um, we tend to be a little bit on the people pleasing side or the codependent like trying to help and serve like we feel good when we're serving others but we mm -hmm. forget that sometimes it's that message that goes out that we don't know how it affects anybody that is going to have more impact you know when we step up right. and say it so you don't you might not get the direct response that you would in one-on-ones or with with one on you know your groups and stuff but it's a new perspective that you're going to gain as you step into these bigger more visible spaces and just feel the the beauty and the joy of doing the channeled work that you're doing so so there's definitely some internal spaces to explore about that and feel and kind of get safe so that you can then step out and feel feel aligned and protected as you as mm -hmm. you do this Yay. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. I look forward to hearing about it. Stepping yeah. forward, doing speaking, and I can see online courses and, and kind of going going that kind of distance with it. So it'd be mm -hmm. awesome. Yes. Well, well, my dear, it's been a lovely chat today. Thank you for coming and sharing your light. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It was a wonderful conversation. Oh, awesome. I enjoyed sharing. Yeah, good. I'm glad. So um, where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about what you do? Yeah, so the easiest way would be to just go to my website, Divine Light Codes with an S dot com. Um, I also have a link tree. So if anyone is familiar or loves link tree, you can go to linktree dot T-R-E or whatever it is slash Divine Light Codes. Love it. Love it. Thanks for yes. sharing. Yes. All right, guys. And thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to EmpoweredWisdomShow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.